Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. It's Black and Abdallah. We also bring to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays the Bear Down Podcast. Abdallah, we have 28 days until training camp begins. It will fly by over the next month. We're going to talk a lot of Bears football. NFL football will get ready for the NFL season before training camp starts. And I wanted to bring this to your attention here on the podcast today. Saw this on ESPN.com. Fantasy football, NFL's 10 most intriguing second-year players for 2022. Hmm. Now, obviously, there is a player on the list uh, for the Chicago Bears who I think is quite intriguing. Uh, We will get to the other players on the list as well. But let's start it off with our favorite quarterback for our favorite team. Justin Fields, quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He's the second person listed on the list. I don't think that the list is necessarily ranking these players, but he is second up in the breakdown. When we look at Justin Fields entering the 2022 season with an offense uh, with uh, lacking firepower and difference makers, and what uh, ESPN's looking at here is that for fantasy football purposes, he ran the football really well in his first season. Uh, and he also is a player that hopefully when the offense starts to click, he'll be able to pass football as well and give you some fantasy points. As a starting quarterback, you hope that he's healthy and you hope that the Bears offense improves from what we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're like in a 12-team league or whatever like that, he might not be your starting quarterback, but he's probably a good backup to have. And I know we're not breaking down like fantasy football uh, implications, but you'd think that in in his first year with this new offense, a quarterback-friendly offense, we saw what Luke Getze has done for Aaron Rodgers the past couple years. So you would think that he would be better this year. And his ability to run, his ability to you know run in touchdowns on the goal line if they're in that situation, he just brings you that extra element that I think they're going to incorporate more of, more of those designed runs where he's not running out of necessity, but he's running because that's the way they design the play, as opposed to, oh crap, I gotta run, right? Like Because that's, that's a lot of what happened last year. A lot of what happened last year was, oh no, Pockets collapsing. I got to run. Oh, I'm going to lose seven yards. And up oh, there's a fumble. You know, like that happened a lot last year. And I think that now you you have an offense that's going to be quarterback friendly. You have a few more weapons. His second year with Darnell Mooney, which should be better for him and for Darnell Mooney as far as fantasy implications go. So I think that yeah, like it it it, it should be better. But you should also have that dual threat, which is important for fantasy football. Matt Bowen writes, with an anticipated pass game that would lean on play action misdirection to open second and third level windows, along with Fields' ability to create as a runner, the Bears' second-year quarterback has late-round potential in your fantasy football drafts. And I think you make an interesting point. The way I would approach it is, obviously, he's not, he's not your number one quarterback that you're, you're banking your entire season on. But I would say a bit of a flyer. Maybe, maybe a guy that you could get later on who then could have high potential if he does become a breakout star in the league. Boom, you get a guy who, who I think has the talent. Now he has to actually produce. No, absolutely. I think that it's a, um, you know, like taking a quarterback like that is always risky because when you're running 
Also, you're opening yourself up to hits. You know, quarterbacks don't generally play every single game throughout a season, so he could also be there as an injury replacement, or you worried about him getting injured as well, being a mobile quarterback. But having that dual threat option, having a guy who you think in Darnell Mooney who's going to be better for him, if, if I was playing fantasy football, it would be like the one bear that I would want on my team, right? Like Montgomery's decent, but you're not picking running backs that high anymore, that kind of stuff. So to me... I would it would be a, the bear that I would want on my team just to be like yeah I got Justin Fields on my team. Uh, other players on the list NFL's ten most intriguing second year players for 2022 Travis Etienne the running back from the uh, Jaguars when when you look at Etienne uh, he missed his entire rookie season with a Liz Frank injury and what uh, Keith Lipscomb says uh, on the post he, he writes that sometimes. In fantasy football, when a player misses a full season, fantasy managers forget how they felt about the player before they got hurt. I have not. ETN possesses a special skill as a runner and a receiver in the National Football League, and they intend to take full advantage as Jacksonville looks to improve their offense. Uh, This is a player out of Clemson that we both really enjoyed watching in college football, and we both thought he'd be a difference maker on the next level. And and I remember some of the conversation about ETM being drafted by Jacksonville so high was this idea that he's kind of more like a, a flex running back wide receiver hybrid, a guy who was in OTAs running routes with the wide receivers, even though he is listed as a running back. So if you're someone in your fantasy football draft looking for guys who can maybe do bold, maybe be a flex type of player, uh, ETN, I think, is going to have a really nice season this year. Not only that, if you're in a PPR league, you get those points per reception, so you're working that too. And look, I mean, he's got a good quarterback there in Jacksonville, so I feel like he's going to get more looks. He's going to be, like you said, out of the backfield, sometimes catching passes, maybe on you know out a little bit catching passes as well. So if he can catch, they're going to take advantage of that, and Trevor Lawrence is going to find him, find ways to get him the football. Because you get you get the football to your playmakers, you let them make plays, and with a guy like Travis Etienne, who you mentioned, we both really loved coming out of college, he's that playmaker. He's a guy that can make dudes miss. He can shed off the first couple tackles and keep running. So I would look for them to get him involved a ton more this season because you actually have a competent coaching staff this year. That would be nice to have. And then uh, it points to the relationship between Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram with the Saints with both James Robinson returning from an Achilles injury and then ETN maybe being like Kamara. Kamara in 2017, his rookie year, went for 1,500 yards, 81 catches, uh, and he was the number two running back for the Saints at that point. And so they are suggesting ETN maybe could have a bigger or larger workload than what Kamara had in 2017 and 2022 with ETN in Jacksonville. Next up on the list, another running back, Najee Harris, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, there is something with Najee Harris we saw in college. He was incredible. Last year, he had some really nice games as well. I wonder how good the offense is going to be. It seems like they have some good pieces. The offense didn't perform last year, but that was, I think, a lot because of Ben Roethlisberger and his inability to throw the football down the field. He couldn't do anything. Couldn't move, couldn't throw. Uh, now they will ha- they will have a healthy quarterback who can throw. Maybe not accurately, but he can throw down the field, 
And that's uh, what the news with uh, Najee Harris and the Pittsburgh Steelers as we look at that offense going into this season. I feel like no matter who the starting quarterback is for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's going to get fed a lot. Like Najee Harris is going to get a lot of touches. And he's someone who I picked last year to maybe be in consideration for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Because if you weren't looking at a quarterback in that position, um, I was thinking that Roethlisberger was going to rely on him a lot. I know from his time in Alabama, he can catch. So you can he's, he's multifaceted that way, where you can get him the ball the same way with Travis Etienne. The same way you use Travis Etienne, you can use Najee Harris. So I thought that they would rely on him a lot more last year than they, than they ended up using him. So I'm hoping that in a with a younger quarterback, with quarterbacks that can move the ball down the field, at least you know, with somewhat regularity, no matter who it is, especially with two, you know, with, with Trubisky, we know what he is. And with Pickett, he's young. So you're going to want to rely on the running back. So I'm looking for a, a big year from him just because of that, just because of who you have at quarterback, you're going to need him. On ESPN.com, it says he's worthy of a top two pick. Uh, his workload was incredible last season, but looking for more efficiency, he led all running backs with 381 touches and 74 catches. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the receiving value uh, volume will change uh, based on Roethlisberger not being there and then maybe it being Pickett or Trubisky as a starting quarterback. Uh, they do say Harris needs to improve on his 3.9 yards per carry and seven rushing touchdowns. Despite his usage, he tied for only 21st among running backs with 29 red zone rushing attempts. So he did all of his work in the middle of the field. When they got down into the red zone, Najee Harris did not touch the football like other fantasy running backs do, mm-hmm. which give you that, those important touchdown points and, and racking up uh, you know, points on, on a Sunday when you're playing fantasy football. You need to get into the end zone. The guys who just get yardage are always the guys that like – kill your team right like mm-hmm. those the guys who get all the yardage but then they, they they hand it off to someone else or the quarterback is sneaking in and and grabbing those touchdowns like a josh allen or or even roethlisberger along the the goal line that that's something that hurts next on the list trey lance quarterback san francisco 49ers the highly touted quarterback from north dakota state he was drafted third overall by the Niners in 2021. He only started three games in the past two years, but they are looking to take the offense to a new level, levels that Jimmy Garoppolo with his injuries could not get the 49ers to, even though they were explosive, even though they were good, even though they went on the road and won a playoff game. Trey Lance is going to be the starter. What can he do and what will we see for someone who has – Barely played in the National Football League, taking over for one of the better offenses in all football. I mean, to me, Trey Lance, if you've got a league where you can have three quarterbacks on your roster, just in case, like maybe you do that. If, like if you start two and then, you know, cause there are some leagues where you start two quarterbacks mm-hmm. and then like you have one on your, on your bench. I just don't know what to expect. Like he's, he's the unknown out of all these players on this list here that we're going to get to. He, to me is the biggest unknown because like, I know what these other quarterbacks are that we've mentioned. I know what the wide receivers are. I know who, you know, the tight ends and the running backs. But for him, I just haven't seen enough to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to draft that. That guy's going to be my quarterback in fantasy. I'm going to rely on him. Because we've also seen Shanahan take the ball out of his quarterback's hands when they're struggling, which is good. I mean, I guess it's good because they're not going to give you negative points. But at the same time, if you're if you're a team that can rely on everything else besides the quarterback, then that's not a value for me. 
You know, and it, plus with the unknown. Like, I have no idea what he's going to be. Like, sure, he was good for a couple games, but I got to see a full season before I, you know, commit to him in fantasy. If there's someone in this group, the uh, most intriguing second-year players for 2022 that I think most people would put their chips on for a guy to take the next step, it's the quarterback next on the list, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Quarterback, Jacksonville. Um, the Jacksonville has made changes uh, uh, in the coaching staff, they've they've added major players to the roster as well. They spent a lot in free agency. They're one of the teams with the most money. They they go out and they make a bunch of moves in free agency. They are an improved roster, but the most uh, biggest impact of improvement that I think will take place is the impact from Lawrence, who at the end of last season was playing some pretty good football, even though he threw a lot of interceptions, league high seventeen interceptions last year. I think what we'll see from Lawrence is he won't turn the ball over as much. And we saw, I believe it was the Colts game at the end of the season. Seemed like he had that offense in command, scoring points. Uh, He seemed to be more dangerous as a quarterback compared to Justin Fields and what we saw with the Bears last season. Uh, and, And I would definitely put my money on Lawrence being the guy that takes the major step out of this entire group, the 10 most intriguing second-year players. Yeah, I, I feel like if we were doing the Jaguar Down podcast, what do they call it? What would they call it? What would they call their version of the Bear Down podcast? Duval County Pod? Duval, the Duval County. Isn't that what they, Duval yeah. count, County is what yeah. they, they're they're into? Yeah, or the, the Jaguars Den or something like the that. The Jag Pod? The ja- <laughs> Two Jags? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like... Two, they, two Jags in a pod? I feel like they are having the same conversations we're having about fields, right? I saw him do it in college. I've seen the flashes. I've seen the greatness. I know he can do it. I just need to see it on this level, and when are we going to see it on this level? And Trevor Lawrence is the same way. I've seen Trevor Lawrence do it in college. I've seen flashes in the NFL. I need to see him take that next step this second year. And if there's two guys that are going to do that, it's him and Justin Fields. So I feel like if we were doing this in Jacksonville, they'd be doing the same thing. They would just be saying the exact same stuff that, yeah, of course, he's going to have another year with the receivers. He's got a new coaching staff coming in. He's going to have a more quarterback-friendly offense than just a guy being like, dog, just do it and kicking people and stuff like that. Like, I think that he's going to be better this year the same way I think Justin Fields is going to be better this year. It's just a matter of what they have around him and can he take that next step. So him and Justin Fields, to me, are the most intriguing players on this list right now. You know, the the, the piece says, uh, looking at the rookie season from Lawrence, 12 passing touchdowns, 17 interceptions, a QBR of 33.5. Terrible. Uh, I think there there's potential to make the connection that this is a lot like... Peyton Manning and his first season with the Colts. You know, his first season with the Colts, he led the league in interceptions. That Colts team was so bad. And Peyton turned it around very quickly. And I I wonder if that's going to happen with Lawrence. I'm so high on Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ten players, most intriguing in their second year, 2022 in the NFL. Elijah Moore, wide receiver. New York Jets is next on the list. Uh, Moore has the ability and the talent to jump off the screen. Uh, is they right? He's one of the top ranks among the top players in the league when it comes to short area quickness. Uh, prior to his season-ending injury, we saw glimpses of Moore's potential. Over weeks 11 and 13, he averaged 10.3 targets, six receptions, and 88 receiving yards per game. Over the same period, 
Moore accumulated 352 air yards. Great value, and he should not be overlooked, is what they say about Elijah Moore, wide receiver, New York Jets, as we have a combo platter between the young wide receiver and the quarterback for the Jets. Can they get the offense to the next level in New York? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, whenever I played fantasy football, my philosophy on wide receivers was, well, who's throwing them the football? Like, how do you feel about Zach Wilson? Because that should correlate to how you feel about Elijah Moore. If you think Zach Wilson is going to be better, if you think he's going to take another step forward, and if you think he's going to be on this list of second-year quarterbacks that improve along with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, and if Trey Lance starts to play uh, more this year and and is the starting quarterback for the 49ers, it's the same thing for Elijah Moore. If you have someone, but if he's the only target, and, you know, they added weapons for Zach Wilson... Um, so I feel like, I don't know if his targets are going to go down, but his production should be about the same. It's just a matter of Zach Wilson being better. If Zach Wilson's better, Elijah Moore will be better. So it, 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 to me, it's dependent on how you feel about Zach Wilson and less how I feel about Elijah Moore. Cause I like Elijah Moore. I just don't know if I like the guy that's throwing in the football. Next up on the list, Kyle Pitts, tight Skip. end for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Who's throwing him the football? It's the same thing. Who's well, throwing this guy the football? But I'll say this. he He's the player on the list that has the, the ability to turn into a superstar in year two. The dude is a monster. From Marcus Mariota? It doesn't matter. Some Sometimes guys just jump off the page. They're, they're built differently than other professional athletes, and that's exactly what Kyle Pitts is. He, he is unbelievable. Uh, so he, he led the team in targets last year, 110 targets. He led all tight ends with 10.8 air yards per target, showcasing that he has game-breaking vertical threat ability. I think we'll just see even more of that. And then also, uh, the Falcons draft Drake London from USC in in this year's draft. And Drake London, big. uh, He's a wide receiver who can break tackles in the Mm -hmm. secondary as well. Like, I agree with you. How are they getting the football? But they have the wide receiver weapons that the Bears are looking for around their young quarterback. It's just they just don't have the young quarterback. They may have to wait a year to land that player in next year's draft. Yeah, well, and the point it makes here is, like, how often are they going to be around the goal line? Like, yeah, you might get a bunch of yards from him, but how like how many points per game is this Falcons? Like, this isn't the same Falcons team. This isn't the, the fantasy football Falcons that used to just put up insanely gaudy uh, offensive numbers. This is Marcus Mariota and a couple good weapons, and, like, I don't know how Marcus Mariota is going to throw the football this year. Like, is he going to be able to manage the game, and it's just going to be, you know, dink and dunk down the field? Like, are you going to be able to do that? And is that good for fantasy? I think he regresses a little bit this year because I don't think – I don't like the quarterback. I don't like Marcus Mariota. I don't think Marcus Mariota is someone who's going to put up eye-popping numbers. Pitts might in the future – if they get a better quarterback, once they get, if he's going to be on this team for the long haul for the next few years, and they get, if they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they get Bryce Young, they get C.J. Stroud, they get someone like that, and that guy ends up being one of the best quarterbacks or a top ten quarterback, top fifteen quarterback, then sure. But this year, I don't know. I feel like he's going to regress. Pitts is the consensus top three tight end heading into 2022. Daniel Dopp on ESPN.com says he's well worth a fifth-round investment in 10-team drafts. Uh, next up, wide receiver Amon Ron St. Brown from the Detroit Lions, also went to USC. Uh, he was awesome at USC. Uh, so this is what Matthew Barry writes about it, is that a lot of teams last year won fancy championships based on St. Brown. 
From week 13 on, St. Brown was a top three wide receiver in both total points, points per game, averaging nearly 25 points per PPR, more than eight catches, 103 yards from scrimmage per game, scoring six touchdowns in six games. He was an absolute stud for the Detroit Lions looking to year two. Uh, They also have uh, TJ Hawkinson as a tight end, Jamison Williams, a drafted DJ Chark. Uh, they added in, in free agency. This Lions team, for all the crap they get uh, about in the NFC North, like Jared Goff is not the answer. They have some nice offensive pieces, though. They do, and I've been on that. I, I Listen, I've been on the Lions train before. Derailed fast, and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be the one that's on, on it this year. I'll be late. I'll be late to the Lions. I, I Look, he's great, but also, like, are they playing... I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, he's good. He put up good numbers in PPR. But, again, it goes back to the quarterback. Like, he might be awesome. He might be great again. But are teams going to figure him out? Are teams going to scheme against him? Are teams going to start double-teaming him? Are teams going to, you know, be able to stop him now that they know what he's capable of? Is it there going to be? I think that these last two that we've mentioned with Kyle Pitts and Amon Ross St. Brown are the two most likely regression candidates. Oh, wow. You're going regression. Yeah. Hope you know if you were at the network and you said that on NFL Live about Kyle Pitts, they, put, they, they give you a Chiron. They, they put it on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Abdallah hot take, well, Kyle Pitts regression. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clip that. I'm going to save that. There is no way he's going to regress. Send it to Are you kidding send me? it to Dan Orlovsky. Uh Matthew Barry <laughs> goes on to say a whopping sixty-six percent of fantasy points last season scored from St. Brown came after week thirteen. He is the most intriguing second year player heading into two thousand twenty two. That's from Matthew Barry on ESPN.com. All right. What'd you say about Orlovsky? I said you could clip it and send it to him. He can use it. Why? I don't know, just saying. Send it to him. <laughs> You're offering up your takes now? Yeah, he can have it. Like you have a service? Uh-huh. Like what if there was a service where you could you just uh uploaded takes and then you know people could use it? Maybe we should do a video series where we just give takes that people can then have. Mm-hmm. Outsource the takes. I like it. I like it. You can have it. Here you go, Orlovsky. You can take this. Because you know they're talking about it today because it's, it's, it's on the internet. And this is the time where this is the time of year it is. Until we get to training camp, it's just reading articles. Well, how, how do you think I found this I mean, for this listen, podcast? I've got another one for Thursday. <laughs> Javante Williams, running back from the Denver Broncos. He is uh, next on the list. Another running back. We talked about a lot of uh, second-year running backs. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Williams will be able to add more, but also, you know, I, I always have to remember that this Broncos team is going to be different. They're going to have a much better offense because of the upgrade at quarterback with Russell Wilson. This team's going to be playing in uh, high-profile games, and the fantasy upside for Javante Williams with the Broncos is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you bring in a, a, better, uh, a better quarterback in Russell Wilson. I mean, he had – I'm trying to see his uh, – all of his, how he did receiving last year. So he had 316 yards. 
He had 43 receptions. So he's a guy that can catch the football, and I feel like Russell Wilson will get him the football if they'll use him in the offense. And this is I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Najee Harris, like we talked about earlier, or Travis Etienne, who we talked about earlier, but he's a running back that I could see that, you know, just because you, when you upgrade the quarterback position, it kind of elevates everyone. And so I could see him elevating, you being elevated because you've upgraded the quarterback position and because Russell Wilson will know how to use him and maybe get him more targets and that will be valuable in PPR. Yeah, I mean, he only started one game. He played in 17. He had 203 rushes for 900 yards, pretty good, four touchdowns, and you mentioned the receiving totals. Uh, Yards per reception, 7.3. That's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Russell Wilson, you know that his ability to keep plays alive and then also to find the running backs out of the backfield, I I think that will certainly help uh, for the Broncos as well. And the last player on the list, fantasy football, NFL's 10 most intriguing second-year players for 2022, Zach Wilson, we've kind of touched on the Jets' offense and the improvement, um, but Zach Wilson entering into this new season as a second-year player, uh, I don't know if I would draft Zach Wilson because I think there have been already three quarterbacks on this list that I think are going to have better seasons than Wilson. Uh, I know that Trey Lance is a complete unknown, but I definitely have Lawrence and Fields ahead of Wilson. Uh, but a lot of people continue to push back at you and me, suggesting that we're too high on Justin Fields, and maybe we're wrong, and it's maybe it's Zach Wilson that's the second-best quarterback of this group. Yeah, and Tristan uh, Cockroft writes that, you know, best-case scenario, the kind of jump Jared Goff made in 2017, and if you go back to that, his first year with the Rams, 2016, uh, he played in seven games, had a thousand, just over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. In 2017, the year that they're talking about, he played in 15 games, had 3,804 yards, 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So can Zach Wilson turn into what Jared Goff was and take that big of a step up in his next year? Now, they added a ton around him. You know, they you know they drafted Garrett Wilson. They added running back Brees Hall. They signed tight ends Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzoma. So they've got a bunch of weapons around him, but... Again, like people are just like, oh, well, it's the Jets. They're not going to be good. Well, listen, he put up a ton of numbers at BYU. Like he can, we saw him do it at college. Now, it wasn't against the best competition because it was BYU, but he's done it in college. So I will treat him the same way I treat Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. I'm not high on him as I am as those guys or as high on him as I am as those two guys, but I will say that. He has put up big numbers before. So can he be the guy, like they say with Jared Goff, to take a huge step and and almost, you know, go from, what was it, go from uh, five touchdowns to 28 touchdowns? Maybe. Probably not. But maybe. Maybe. Maybe they'll figure it out. Yeah, my thought on Zach Wilson coming out of the, the draft is that, yeah, he put up big numbers at BYU, and remember, their prime time spot against Coastal Carolina, he looked like a mess. Yeah. He, he made a couple of plays in that game, but mainly Coastal Carolina's defense, they were all over him. Uh, last year, he goes 3-10 and as starter in 13 games, completion percentage of 55.6, uh, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions, mediocre. He, he's going to have to show a lot more. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a team that we can mention the weapons and we'd say that they are improved. 
Uh, but the Jets are in for it, right? Like the the Jets and the Bears are both in situations where there's going to be a, there's going to need a, a vast improvement from the quarterbacks to take that next step. Yeah, and I I, I think that uh, I don't know if they have the coaching staff around him to do that, but I think that if any if these three quarterbacks are going to show you something, I would put him like third because I think Trevor Lawrence can do it, Justin Fields can do it. I don't know what to expect out of Trey Lance because remember he also didn't play a year of football because of COVID. So and then he played what three games last year. So I don't even count him. So Zach Wilson, I would probably put the he'd probably he's probably at the bottom of most likely to kind of turn it around. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Uh, and that's that's the list. Fantasy football NFL's ten most intriguing second year players for 2022. You can find it on ESPN.com. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdallah. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we talk Bears football. This is the Bear Down podcast. Don't forget to check out our show, Black and Abdallah, weeknights from 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. For another edition of the Bear Down podcast, we'll talk to you on Thursday for more Bears conversation right here on the Bear Down podcast.